welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that added a bro. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by only one brother today. That is true. That is me, Ryan Newman. And our other brother, Trey, of course, is going to be out for a while because he and his wife, Allie, just had a baby boy. Yes. Huge news. Huge news for the Newman family. Yes. We're uncles. We're uncles now. That is right. First grandchild for our parents. So very exciting. Feel free to congratulate Trey on Twitter. Um, But Ryan, we got to keep working. It doesn't stop. No, we can't stop. No. No. No, 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 Can't stop. No. Trey can take as much time as he needs, but we got to work. So uh, we had some questions from the listeners on Instagram, but first we have some five-star reviews. Um, First one comes from Jim James, Jimothy Jim. He says, a top 10 podcast. I listen to way too many podcasts, and this one is one of my favorites. With the NFL adding a game and moving back the start of the playoffs, can we get the national championship game on the Saturday before the NFL playoffs start. I love watching college football on a Saturday and then not having to go to work the next day. But then they go and play the championship game late on a Monday night. This has bothered me for a long time, but now there's one more Saturday before the NFL playoffs start. It makes too much sense. This guy's making clear sense to me. Jim, James, Jimmy, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That, I mean, I really hope they do that. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement though. I don't like the national championship being on Monday. It just seems like, no. Eh. It's a downer. Like, I need it on a Friday or Saturday. Like, that's, I want to not, like him, I don't want to have to worry about going to work the next day. I want to enjoy myself on that night, you know? So, it makes sense. I actually didn't realize the playoffs were going to, NFL playoffs were going to start a week later. So, you know, but hey, once we get into the, maybe this 12-ish team playoff one day, all, you know, all hell will break loose. Who knows what it's going to look like then. Exactly. I have no (laughs) idea what the, Schedule is going to look like then, but yeah, anything we can do to get it in sat on a Saturday, yeah, I am all for. This makes this makes perfect sense, and so does the everyone wanting this the Monday after the Super Bowl to be a national holiday. Oh like, yeah, you just don't you don't want to have to go into work the next day after Mm-mm. a big game? So no, I'm in agreement. All right, uh, our next five star review comes from uh, Mr. Belvedere fan. Uh, he says, "Love the show. Obviously, just wanted to bring up something I noticed when I hear." Texas slash Sark discussed on podcasts, including yours. Understandably, people hone in on Sark and the offense as to whether Texas will have success this year and in future years. Uh, I just don't think enough weight is being given to the hire of Pete Kwiatkowski as defensive coordinator. Nobody ever mentions him, and from what I've gathered, he's considered within the industry to be one of the very best DCs in the game. Uh, his units at Washington were very, very good without the level of athlete he can get at Texas. Not a Texas fan, by the way, but as a neutral, I just have a sneaking suspicion that they will be much better than people think, and the defense will be a huge part of that. So I 100% agree with uh, his opinion of of Pete Kwiatkowski. Um, I think maybe this this question was um, spurred by the our last mailbag. We had a question about um, what Sark's impact would be on Texas's offense. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like, I mean, I know in the coordinator episode, I, I said that Kwiatkowski was maybe my favorite coordinator hire of the offseason. So yeah, I am in agreement with, with this review. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like the hire of Kwiatkowski was when I started kind of 
really coming around to the Sark hire. Not that I was against it, but it was just, you know, I thought it was a solid hire. Um, you know, sometimes maybe. you just got to wait to see who the staff around him is. Like, you know, yeah. it's like with the Sam Pittman thing. Eh. But once you saw Kendall Bryles, once you saw the, the, the supporting cast is like, okay, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, if I was thinking maybe like a BB plus hire for, for Sark to begin with after, he hired Kwiatkowski, brought some guys from Alabama. I was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. A minus A. Yeah, I'm, I agree. This is a, I, it, it's probably true. I don't think enough people are talking about it nationally. Um, so that's, it's, it's a big, it was a big time hire. All right. So let's get into the questions from Instagram. We've got one from Gaines with JB. What up, bros? A longtime fan here. I have a question. I listened to y'all's draft episode and there was a trend that I noticed and wanted the bros opinion. After the draft, there are some notable college to NFL teammate matchups. The Bengals have Burrow, Thaddeus Moss, and Jamar Chase. The Eagles have Dickerson, Hertz, and Smith. Jaguars with Lawrence and Etienne. And the Dolphins with Tua and Waddle. Do you think that the NFL is starting to recognize the importance of high-performing teammate chemistry? Do you think this experiment will work? Will it be a trend we see more consistently? Or was it all coincidental and the NFL just took the best players available? I don't think it's the last thing. I don't think it's all just coincidental. I do think it's a little bit of a trend. Um, I think there's a multiple factors that go into this as to why maybe the teams would kind of draft folks that have players that have been maybe on the same college team. I think one may be part of the chemistry thing. They've seen these guys succeed together at a high level. So that might translate to the NFL. But I think another one is, um, I think players maybe have a little bit more of a voice like it seems like each and every year players get more and more of a voice in what they would like to see the team do sometimes so nfl is the least of that nba is of course leads the leads leads that that field yeah still nfl there's they're they're starting more a little bit more and more to get their voices heard and i think that probably plays a factor in it the if your top one of your top players really wants to you know draft player x and let's say the, the the gm is thinking well i like this guy too but they're kind of on even playing field. Well, they'll just go with the guy who you know their 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 current one is comfortable with. So I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but I do think there is it's a little bit of a trend. I think you'll continue to see that. Yeah, I, I think I agree with what you said. Just the maybe combination of both. I I with but I also think there's some coincidence there. Like with as many players as Clemson, Alabama, LSU, yeah. all those teams are putting into the NFL, they're gonna you know they're gonna end up on the same team sometimes. And especially when with talking specifically about like say the Bengals they when you draft a a young quarterback you're probably and and it you know you want to surround him with talent and that's often at wide receiver and so where they were in the draft I mean I think Jamar Chase was maybe not universally but most people thought he was the number one Mm -hmm. receiver in the draft and I I, I think a lot of teams in the Bengals spot would have taken Jamar Chase, Chase there. So right. that one might have, I mean, maybe there was a little bit of, Hey, it works out that he was on his same, on the same team, but I don't know. I kind of look at that one as a little bit more coincidence. Same thing with Tua and Waddle. Um, you know, Waddle was just maybe the best, best player available. A, available at the position that they wanted to help their young quarterback with. So I don't know. It's, it's hard to say, but, um, but I, I agree with the fact about maybe just even more so than chemistry on the field. Maybe there is a little bit of an element of, wanting to make the player happy or, or yeah. make the players comfortable just in general. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm talking think, out of my butt right now. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, just me too. That's what we do. We're good at it. Yeah. The pros. <laughs> that's, that's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, the next one. We here. are experts, though, Ryan. Right? Yes. We are. Oh yeah, total experts. Come on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We, we always claim to be experts too. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Next one from Newfound Glory Hole. Uh, great name. <laughs> <laughs> great name. It's <laughs> a good name. Uh, if Kirby Smart doesn't win a Natty in the next three years, will he get fired? That's a good question, Newfound Glory Hole. Um, no, but my answer to this is I I would be shocked. My answer is is well, it depends. No. Well, obviously, I mean, if they lose four or five games every year, then, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe. But like, I think he's kind of saying, is it is it natty or bust in the next right. three years? Right. And I think no. I I think all you can ask a do ask a coach to <laughs> but, do, yeah, is to be good enough to win a national championship. And Kirby Smart, like, he took over a team that had finished in the top 10 twice the previous eight seasons. So they weren't some juggernaut. And now he's gone four straight seasons finishing in the top seven, including losing in overtime in the national championship game. Like, yeah, they were good enough to win the title. They, they just didn't. They lost a coin flip game to a converted at second and 26, you know, whatever. They had some bad luck. It happens. It takes luck sometimes to, to win a national championship. So, yeah, he's not as good as Saban. He's he's lost a couple of close games to him. Maybe he's not as good as Dabo. But if that's your bar for a head coach, then it's yeah. just you're you're setting them up for failure. So right now, I, I just see Georgia as clearly a top five program with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and OU, and that's awesome. Like if you're a Georgia fan, you told yourself that three years ago, you'd be like, "Great, I'm a consistent yeah. top five program." And I'm going to be bringing in number one classes and giving ourselves a chance to, you know, compete for playoffs every year. And, and one of these years, if they, if they stay this good, there's a good chance they'll win a, chi- a national championship. It's not a guarantee, but they haven't won one since 1980, right? So I, that's, yeah, I feel like you're in a good spot. Yeah. I don't think they're, it would take some serious, uh, losses and disappointments the, the next few years for that to happen. I mean, Seven and five, eight and four, crazy years that just seem far fetched at this point, considering they're bringing in such an amazing talent. And this year, I mean, they can win the Natty this year, you know. So yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I think he's built up enough goodwill. He's been so so good um, that it would be very surprising if they let him go. Um, yeah, yeah, there's he's, big mistake. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, I think Georgia fans, obviously in general, are are very happy with him. Sure, they want to win a national title, but. Yeah, I don't know. Just nationally, there seems to be some people out there, some Kirby naysayers. We've had people comment on our yeah. on our like YouTube episodes. No one does less with more than Kirby Smart, and it's just like, do you realize where Georgia was when he took yeah. over and where they are now, and the fact that they, like I said, literally were a play away for the national title? Like, what? Well, like, what play, do you want? I know. Yeah, if they they don't convert second and twenty six, they won a national title, and all of a sudden, the, their Kirby's you know right on par with some of these top guys like i i just yeah. it's just that I, I i we always talk about it kind of what we've talked about in the past with harbaugh like flip a play or two here or there like it's these toss-up games like the the opinions uh, the national perception of these coaches can change so much and you really have to look at the total body of work you can't look at one or two plays or even one game you know it's just look mm-hmm. at the whole body of work he's le- leading them to easily top 10 teams uh top 10 years like so it's just got to appreciate that and why one of these years it'll work out you know like like you said it's kind of luck one of the years he keeps at this level they'll mm-hmm. win it you know yeah like he's and he's had the misfortune too of first of all he's in the same conference as nick saban alabama the greatest dynasty of all time so yeah sorry that he's had a 
you know, two close losses to them and hasn't been able to get over that hump. That's, you know, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And, uh, and that one random year where LSU popped up and had arguably the greatest team of all time. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's tough, but I, I, I don't think I, I would only want to bring up the word fired when it comes up with, when yep. it comes to Kirby Smart. All right. Moving on. Uh, Aaron.chapman12 has a couple questions for us. The first one, who has the best running back room going into the 2021 season? I, we're going to continue to talk about the team we were just talking about, Georgia. Uh, okay. I think they do because they, they may not have the elite, elite top guy. Uh, maybe not like a, a Brees Hall, like total leader, um, like from Brees Hall from Iowa State. Um, but they are so deep. They could go five or six guys, uh, and deep, I and mean, they still have a really quality back. So, uh, I think when you have the combination of the all purpose backs, the lead guys, you know, you got Samir White, Kendall Milton will be good. Then you got some all purpose kind of like James Cook, Kenny McIntosh. So Dejon Edwards, I didn't even mention it's just they're, they're stacked. I mean, those are all guys that would be starters at most schools in the country. So, um, yeah, I think as far as running back room, I got to go with Georgia. If I was going to pick a running back, I'd lead somewhere else, obviously. But group, that's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, that's fair. Alabama and Georgia yeah. are always yeah. in the you know top two or three, it feels like. Um, yeah, you could go Iowa State with Brees Hall. I just went OU. away from Bama this time just because it's they lost Najee. But, yeah. Right. Uh, OU's got Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, Texas, B. John Robinson. But I'm going with none of those. I'm going with Texas A&M because oh, you've got Spiller. Yeah, yeah, you've got Isaiah Spiller, who is proven, productive, very solid back. Maybe not a top two or three back in the country, but certainly, arguably, top yeah. ten. And then last year, towards the end of the year, true freshman Devon Achain started getting a lot more carries. He ended up averaging eight and a half yards per carry. He was the MVP of the Orange Bowl, and he has. Just ridiculous upside, ridiculous speed. He apparently ran a 200 meter in 20.31 seconds not too long ago, which according to A&M's website puts him sixth in the world currently. So he is like, wow, Olympian level type athlete. And then, so he, he could break out next year if he, if he didn't this past season. And then you've got Anaya Smith, who is the most versatile had 49 yeah. rushing attempts with six yards per carry and also 500 yards receiving because he's he's half basically splits time at yeah. running back and receiver so no that's a good one too i, I mean they're all sec type <laughs> and um bama yeah. georgia <laughs> well you said oh OU. you has got a good one in there for sure but mm-hmm. okay uh, uh right. oh his next question, question it, yeah is which conference has the best shot to t- challenge the SEC as the best conference top to bottom? Yeah, it's a tough question this year because um, I really feel like it's it could be any one of the four, honestly, it's, could perk up and have a good one. I'm not – but I'm, I, ultimately I end up going with the Big 12. I think Big 12 is going to have a, a, a pretty strong year this year. you got two legit top 10 teams in OU and okay, Iowa Okay, so you're State. talking – you're just talking about 2021? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. No, I, I didn't take yeah, which, the question Did you take way. it just long term? The question didn't say, so I'm just, I was just clarifying. Yeah, I'm going just one year, cause in the long okay. term, you know, nobody. <laughs> well, you know? yeah. Well, so, that's the best shot, but yeah. yeah. But no, that's interesting that we took a different way, so we'll get yeah. two different answers. Yeah, I'm here. saying just this one year, and yeah, I guess okay. we could put it long term, but, um, yeah, two legit top 10 teams with, with OU legit top five, so OU and Iowa State, 
And as far as the bad teams, you know, you said top to bottom. So if we go on the bottom here, okay, Kansas, you know, that's about as it gets. Vandy would beat them probably. But uh, then maybe Texas Tech uh, is also kind of the other kind of – but they're not like – Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're not. Have, they're not they that bad. They have a decent year, you know. Yeah. So – but they're, as far as their win total, I think it's like four and a half or something like that. So they're not expected to do much. But if that's like your second worst team, well, it's not that bad. Um, and then I think, you know, if you got teams like um, – you know, Baylor should have a bounce back year. Um, and then other teams could have really good years. Texas, you don't know. They, they could per- have a really good year. TCU has a lot coming mm-hmm. back. Oklahoma State's got a lot coming back. West Virginia's got high expectations. Kansas State knocked off OU last year. Maybe they, Skylar Thompson coming back. Like, I don't know. I just see like a lot of potential. I'm not sure which one of those, of those teams I just mentioned will kind of end up being kind of rising to the top, but I could see two or three of them finishing in the top 25. So you could have four, five teams, I think, from that conference towards the top of the top 25. Okay. So I, I took the question more, you know, kind of a longer term answer. And yeah, my, my first answer would be no one has a good shot, but yeah, the best chance is I, I would say the Big Ten just because they're typically lately have been the, the second best conference. Their recruiting rankings on average are, are second only to the SEC. Um, you got, three blue blood ish programs or at least close with Penn state, Ohio state and Michigan, um, all capable of winning a a title with the right coach. And then of course, Wisconsin is great. Iowa's really good. Nebraska can be good. They recruit well enough to be good. So, uh, yeah, so they're, they're the closest. Um, but really I would say even for my answer too, like any conference is capable of being the second best in any given year. Like, I think people, obviously the Pac-12 would say is the least likely and I would agree, but I don't think it's as distant of a fifth as, as people think. Like right now between the Pac-12 and the ACC, I'm not even sure if you looked at like, um, SP plus or, or whatever the last few years, if, if the Pac-12 is always fifth, but if they are, the, the main difference is Clemson. Like, yeah, which, which matters, but like the rest of the ACC is not that different from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is overall might be better than the, yeah, you know, I think Pac-12 this year. Clemson-less ACC. So yeah. if USC or Oregon, you know, perks up and becomes a legit like Ohio State like, Clemson like, OU like team, that's, that's asking a lot, but then Pac-12 could, could have a shot. Yeah. I mean, there, there's programs there that have had a lot of success. Anybody really. I mean, even the Arizona schools have each tasted a lot of success in the past. So Stanford had it. So mm-hmm. uh, Utah's consistent. Yeah, Utah. But I would true. say they're. I'm saying all this. I still think they're probably fifth. But yeah. Uh, but but ACC's, it's not. It, it's splitting hairs, kind of, with the, those some of these conferences. Mm-hmm. ACC, like with obviously Clemson's great and Miami, Florida State. If North mm-hmm. Carolina keeps recruiting like Virginia this, they turn it around. Mm-hmm. They could rise up. So. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, Big Ten. Oh, we're having, we're having to talk more here. We're without Trey, you know, we got to fill some air time. <laughs> well, you're good at that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't a compliment, so never yeah. mind. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, next question from, uh, Zach Carroll. Uh, he says, would you take Howell or Rattler playing under Lincoln Riley? So we just, um, released a YouTube video where we rank the 15 best quarterbacks in the country trey had rattler number one so he would probably make the case here for spencer rattler ryan and i had howell number one but yeah we were it was very very yeah, close. Super I, close i could flip a coin there 
Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll lean towards Howell just because he was statistically a little bit better last year and I would say doesn't quite have the, the coaching and talent around him that OU quarterbacks do. So I think if you put Rattler and, you know, under Lincoln Riley, I'd bet on him to be better than Rattler, but like I said, low level of confidence there because Rattler, he was only a freshman last year. He can yep. take a massive jump forward this year and, and then I'd be wrong. Well, the thing was, they're the same year. They're, you know, they just, they, Rattler was a redshirt freshman. That's Sam Howell point. was a true sophomore. So technically they're like the same grade-ish, whatever. But Howell did have the extra year of playing, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going Howell as well. I mean, just, just echoing Michael's, what you said. It, it's so close. They're so, both so good. I don't know who's better. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert yeah. like we try to be, <laughs> but they're so good. I, I'll, you know, I, I'll say Howell just cause I think, I don't know, maybe he's just a little bit better passer at this point, but pff, I don't know. You're splitting hairs. They're both good, but give me how in the, if I, if you put a gun to my head. Okay. Uh, next question comes from Drake.toll and it is one word, a one word question. Baylor. Oh, great question. Great question. Uh, all right. Well, Baylor this year. Um, <laughs> okay. The good news is <laughs> the offense can't get any worse than it did last year. Uh, that was pretty rough. Uh, but they, you know, so we'll see. I, I think, and obviously the COVID time hurt them. They had no, you know, for Dave Aranda, new coach, new system, just where they weren't ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. so they had so many teams cancel games on them too. Yeah, true, true. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see who, who, who t- takes over the reins at QB, uh, whether it's Bohannon or Zeno, you don't know yet. Uh, maybe Bohannon's got a little bit of a leg up, but, uh, one of those guys has got to step up. Um, they actually have some good receivers there. So there's, it's just the, really the old line's been the thing that's just been so bad and not sure it's going to be that great this year. They bring in some transfers, but you know, at least with just being in the system for a year, it's, it's going to be a better offense. So, um, mm-hmm. and the defense should be really good. They return practically everybody, bringing a huge, huge nose tackle transfer from LSU, uh, Siaki Ika. So I, I think this team's, you know, six and six is about realistic hopes there. Um, anything better than that is, is absolute gravy. So if they can go bowling, I think you got to be happy if you're a, a Waco. Native. Yeah, yeah, they've got a very manageable non-conference, so that'll that's yeah, they got good BYU timing here. and then like Texas that's, State and some other bad team. Yeah, BYU's the only. Um, yeah, and, and they tough get one in, and, in Waco. Yeah, and of course BYU lost a ton, so they're not anywhere close to as, as good as they were last be year. All right, I think, but not like last year. I agree. I agree. I, I the more I look into BYU, I don't think they're gonna crater as much as i might have initially thought when you just look at the returning production numbers but um uh but anyway well they did steal from byu jeff grimes the the offensive coordinator he did well there and he's did you already say that ryan no No? i didn't okay yeah so um we'll see how he does with the the baylor offense um and yeah i mean losing brewer hurts so we'll see if bohannon or or zeno what they have but um but yeah i think good defense questionable offense for now but yeah dave aranda we're still just in wait and see mode like that was not a position to succeed at all last year no yeah it was they lost so much and yeah he he's maybe pulling his own uh matt rule just bottom out you know 
and set the bar low. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set the bar. <laughs> Matt Rule came in and went one and eleven or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And then the next year went five and seven. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, what a job! <laughs> Matt what a Rule's great the man." <laughs> Which he is great. So it, yeah, it, he lived up to it. But it's it kind of funny. Smartest coaching movie you can do. <laughs> yeah. The previous guy left me nothing. Man. Yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> not me. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on here to Kyle Britch. Uh, he asks between Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance, which one of those guys has the best NFL career? That's a tough by the way, choice. that's a very tough choice. But uh, Scott Frost is is pulling the long con on that one. He's <laughs> yeah, he's been yeah. doing that for years. Wow, yeah, Mike man. Riley, you're four Mike years Riley later. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. I just would predict. I'll be boring and predict Trevor Lawrence. There just seem to be the the fewest question marks with him because I really can't think of one he was the number one recruit coming out of of high school won the national title his freshman year put up great stats every year for clemson he's mobile too there's just i mean there's nothing really negative to say about him uh and he's not going Zach, to a perennial team that like just kills qbs you know like the, I, is I, he not jacksonville I, I mean and jacksonville doesn't have a history of killing qbs do they i don't know i mean i'm not a huge nfl guy i mean but I'm, I can't think I'm comparing of him to like good the jets. jaguars Okay. You know, yeah. And the Bears. Fair. Fair. Yeah. So, so Zach Wilson going to the Jets. Um, I just have, this is me putting on my, well, my expert scouting hat. I'm an yeah. expert. Uh, I, there's more questions about him just because to me, he had an elite offensive line against a really bad schedule last year. So there's, yeah. you, I question a little bit the production. Obviously he, he was great, but, uh, then Trey Lance, of course, only having one season in FCS. Justin Fields, there's not too many negatives. He had a few injuries and, yeah. and a couple games where he struggled in 2020. But to me, I would place him second if we're just going off my opinion. Yeah, uh, I think we're pretty much in agreement. Lawrence won. Just you can't poke a hole. What like what's you know what's the weakness that you're going to go to? Is it injury? Is it stats? Is it uh, I don't know. Sked whatever it is, he's done it all. Like so, there's really no. He can run a little bit. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. there's no, he's got everything. So yeah, he won. He's number one. Justin Fields, two. Uh, and Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. I kind of like Trey Lance a little better than Zach Wilson, but, uh, you know, uh, so I, it's, it's T Lawrence. It's T Law. Okay. Final question of the episode from Yuri127, Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit or the Marvel Universe movies? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen the Lord of the Rings or any of the Hobbits. So, uh, well, I think well, I think we're going to show our ignorance here. Are there multiple the Hobbit? I know there were like three Lord of the Rings movies. They might have made a, a movie Boy, just really, called The Hobbit. Isn't there more or than one Hobbit? Made, did they, maybe they made two of them? Maybe there was a two part. The book was really long. I actually oh. did read the book a long time ago, but regardless, how many yeah, Hobbit movies we, are there? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's googling how many Hobbit movies there are. Oh uh, well, yeah. There's 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 like at least three. There's at least three. The, the Hobbit? Hobbit, an unexpected an unexpected journey. The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, <laughs> Smog, uh, the Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I have. I I think I might have seen one Hobbit Hobbit movie a long time ago, but. Yeah, I never really got into those. I'm sure if I went back and rewatched them, like I recently went back and rewatched every Star Wars movie because I wasn't yeah. sure, like, how many of these have I seen? Like throughout the years, maybe I've seen most of them, but I just went and rewatched all of them and loved it. So yeah, 
maybe the same thing would happen with Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I think there's three Hobbits. So okay, they came out like every year for three years in a row. So they boom, boom, boom. Usually it's spanned out, spanned, spaced out a little more than that. But uh, I so I'll just go Marvel. I, I enjoy the Marvel. You know, uh, they're pretty cool. I know some people maybe don't enjoy it. They don't really think it's oh true theater, but hey, it's entertaining. So give me give me yeah, Marvel. I, I'll go. I'll go Marvel as well. There's like Iron Man was great. Yeah. Uh, the Avengers. I haven't seen. There's so many of them now that I, I definitely have not even probably seen half of those. Are movies, you watching but... Loki on uh, Disney Plus or whatever? Oh no! Is that a series? Yeah, Disney Plus. I, I don't have it. I haven't watched it, but uh, now it's. I think it's on right now. Yeah. Tom well, Hiddleston. I think it's Huddleston. I think Actually, it's Hiddleston. Ooh. <laughs> I know, I know someone named Huddleston, so maybe that actually is. I, I think it's Huddleston. Okay, I, I'm going to defer to you. I, I, I yeah, it's, a, it's with an H or H I Huddleston here. So, oh, I told you it was with an H, Ryan. Yeah, no, well, no H I. No, I'm kidding. I, I, know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was wrong there. I was wrong there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Um, all right. Yeah, I guess that's the that extent it. of our conversation here. Well. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We're missing Trey, but uh, he's out for a good reason. So we'll give him all the time he needs, obviously. Um, we have an exciting announcement coming soon about preview season. So stay tuned to our feed. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to YouTube as well. And we will talk to you soon. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast... Email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain, every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack, with a chance to win up to ten times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.